Welcome to Fitness Business Secrets. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you tag me on Instagram, Jimmy underscore Pomponi, you're going to enter the draw to win one month of free private coaching valued at $1,500. And if you haven't joined our Inner Circle program, tap the link below this episode and I want to give you 14 days free because we are on a mission to help 1 million people per day to reach their health and fitness, fitness goals. Let's enjoy today's episode. Guys, got a very special guest on for you today. Um, my good friend Felipe from over in the United States, absolute amazing business owner, has done so much work on his business over the last like 12 to 18 months. Actually, quite incredible. Um, Phil, mate, for, for the guys, if they've kind of never met you or heard about you in previous episodes, um, do you want to give us that like little 60 to 90 second um, spiel, especially your story about why you got into fitness because it's so powerful, my friend? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. My name is Philip. Um, I own a gym on the South side of Houston, Texas called OTG fitness. OTG stands for only the greatest where we help people become the greatest versions of themselves. Uh, and we went with that because, uh, I grew up pretty overweight myself. My mom died when I was a teenager. I've actually never met my dad and, uh, both of my grandparents passed away very young as well. And in my opinion, all of that could have been prevented with a better focus on health and fitness. So, uh, it's been about 11 years ago now. I lost almost 100 pounds and it just really changed my life. So started doing personal training part-time. And uh, actually this month, four years ago, I uh, quit my job to go into fitness full-time. And uh, here we are now. Man. So it's been about four years. Mate, it's an amazing feeling. I remember when I was kind of transitioning from part-time PT to like full-time, um, I was working at a company called GNC. Is that still around in the States? A big supplement yeah, company? GNC? Yeah. yeah. They, nobody goes anymore, but they're still there. Yeah. So I remember I quit there. Um, and then uh, it was a, the best feeling. I remember Friday, I was so happy. I was just like, no more GNC as being a PT. And, yeah. and mate, you mentioned you, you dropped like a, a hundred pounds. Um, did you do that just by yourself or did you have a coach? How'd you kind of get on, on that journey? Yeah, I did it by myself. Uh, all nutrition, zero exercise, actually. It was just uh, cleaning Beast. up my eating habits. And uh, so- I do wish that I would have had a coach. And that's a big reason that I, I love uh, working with young people even now, you know, through their journeys, because if I had a coach, I could have got progress a lot faster. I would have been actually working out during my weight loss journey, which I wasn't, you know, I didn't start working out until people were like, Hey dude, you're looking too skinny. You know, and as guys, we don't want to be fat, but we don't want to be skinny either. You know? Yeah. So that's when I kind of started working out and I probably wasted a solid three years in the gym of not getting a whole lot of progress. So I wish I yep. would have had a coach, but no, I did it myself mostly through uh, changing my eating habits. Mate, amazing. And I know like in your facility, we were just talking previously about how much you focus on nutrition. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's just so important, right? Especially if anyone wants to have a body transformation, essentially they can do it without exercise, not the best way, but you can. Um, and yes, end up yep. dropping a lot of weight and my friend at the moment, um, really interesting. You're growing um, without any kind of paid ads at the moment. You're being like really, really successful with that. What kind of, you know, tactics and strategies are you using to be able to, to, to be able to grow without paid ads? Yeah, I think at this point, we just have such a, a solid foundation, you know, with uh, solid online reviews, testimonials, organic posting, obviously referrals. Uh, now that we have a big enough customer base uh, to be able to get all those things, and, you know, we've spent $2,000 a month for the past two years and yep. paid advertising until about maybe three months ago. We kind of, I actually shut it down because we were having some retention issues 
So okay. I wanted to, I didn't want to be spending money on advertising when we're having retention problems. So I shut down advertising, uh, didn't really want to bring on any new clients and just focus on our product, make the yep. customer experience better, right? To improve retention. And then just kind of about a month after that, it started picking up and picking up and picking up. And that's when I started diving into, well, you know, these are marketing tactics that work that don't necessarily require us to spend money on them. And those things like that would be like obviously asking for referrals, providing such an amazing service. This is the biggest one. He provides such an amazing service that you don't even have to ask for referrals. They just bring referrals anyways, you know, cause I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a huge fan of asking for referrals. You do ask sometimes, but we ask through our online platform. We just have a little button. Uh, when the clients go to do their scheduling via our app, they, there's a button right next to the schedule that says refer a friend, right? So yep. we get, re- and they know that they get a reward for that, right? But the point is your, your service is so good and the experience has been so great for the customer that they want to bring their friends. And then yeah. um, we also have a pretty good online. Uh, I do a lot of uh, Google, Google My Business. Well, it's called Google Business Profile now. Um, that gets us a lot of leads. If you're looking for personal trainers in this area, if you're on Google looking, we're going to be the the top bet where you show in the map pack, the most reviews, the highest uh, quality of reviews in the area. And when you're that person, when you're in the map pack, all you need to be is in there. You don't need to be the top one. You just need to be in it. If you have the most reviews and the highest star rating, they're who you're you are who they're going to call first. And that's just, that's been our main driver right there for the, uh, to be honest, it's that, and then obviously referrals. And and so with the, the Google business profile, so um, I imagine you didn't have all the reviews you have today. Um, you've built them up over, over time. Like how, how do you kind of get them um, from, from your members? What's the, the strategies around that? If someone wants to get a few more, you know, Google, Google reviews. Yeah, we, uh, we're not fans of asking for a review right away. Like a lot of people are, you know, they get your client onboarded and like, oh, you have That's... a good onboarding process and then you ask for a review. Some people do that, but we personally don't believe in that. We like the customer to get results and get a full experience of the product. So yep. we, at, at the, we have one week, two week, four week and eight week check-ins. And at that eight week check-in, If one week check-in was positive, two week check-in was positive, four week check-in was positive and eight week check-in was positive, we then ask for the review. And we don't just ask for a review. What we do is we ask them, hey, is there anything that we can do better for you to improve your experience with OTG? And not only when you do that, not only do they just say, no, there's nothing you can do better. They, I don't know what it is, but something sparks inside of them where they want to tell you all the positive things as well. So we let them come up with their own answer. And then we say, oh, would you mind putting that in a quick review for us on Google? We don't ask for five-star reviews. We don't ask for positive reviews. We just ask for a review. And then we tell them, hey, it only takes a second and it helps us out a ton. And because they just answered your question, they already said, oh, I love working out with Kevin. He keeps me so motivated. All they got to do is copy and paste that into a Google review. So it makes it easy for them to come up with what to say. So I think that's uh, one of our main drivers of how we have such a good presence 
uh, in our in local search. Yeah, and mate, it sounds like your business is very customer centric. Like you're really focused on keeping them happy, making sure they get amazing results, and getting really good feedback. And and you mentioned a, a couple of months ago. So first of all, not spending the two k a month on ads, you're twenty two thousand dollars a year more, more profitable. So you can go invest in some properties or whatever you like to do. I know you're interested in that stuff. Yep. But has, has this customer centric focus? been all the time you've had OTG or has there been anything that you've kind of implemented over the last three months when you refocused on it again um, that has helped move the needle forward in terms of the amount of referrals you're getting, which is truly the best type of lead you can ever get. They're already they're already sold. So um, any way we can get more referrals is amazing. So what have you kind of implemented um, to be so customer-centric in your business? It's quite incredible, mate. Yeah, we've actually always tried to be that way, but I think a lot of people go through this with scaling. You know, in the beginning when it was just me training by myself, obviously it's super customer centric. It's just me. Every customer gets complete one-on-one attention. But what happens is when you're a single owner and you start to get overwhelmed a little bit, then that customer in your head, you're doing your best, but physic you just can't physically touch every person anymore, right? So it's about figuring out uh, using automations in a way to make the customer feel that they're getting all the attention they need and at the same time, physically giving it to them also. So automations are only improving what you actually do. Don't use automations as an excuse to not be customer centric, right? And just let the automations work. You have to do the automations on top of the in-person stuff, especially because we're an in-person gym, right? People want that, but you use the automations on the back end, and now the customer feels like you're always touching them, right? Because when you use it in combination with, with real strategies, like actually asking them in person, going out of your way, doing whatever it takes, showing up early, staying late, doing all these things for the customers. Um, and then in time, you have to get organized with it. Because when you go through that phase of scaling, you can't keep... When, you're, when you first start, you can keep everybody in your head. But yep. when you have... For us, it happened at about like maybe 70, 70 to 80 members is when I started struggling with yep. customer experience. And then and that probably, we probably struggled around that number for maybe six to 12 months, you know, to be honest, before I kind of refined some things. And now we use, uh, we use ClickUp and okay. uh, every time, every time a customer signs up, uh, they get automatically created a task in ClickUp and has all their check-ins. It assigns wow. all their check-ins. We have a VA on the back end that goes in and creates the dates for their check-ins, right? And it's a combination of automated check-ins as well as uh, real, real person in-person touches. So it's that yeah. combination of automations, a VA, and true touch points. Um, it just takes time to to get to that point, you know, because like I said, yeah. you're going to go through that phase where it falls off because you can't keep everything in your head. And at that point, you got to start, you know, doing something a little bit different. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess with someone starting out, if if they're not as advanced as you in terms of all your automations or your touch points, there was just like one or two things they could do in a customer lifecycle from from me starting with you today to eight weeks. They could just do two things. What do you believe are the two most important um, to make really ha- happy customers in that first eight weeks? Uh, for me, the first rule. Uh, anybody that works in fitness, this is my rule, actually care about them. Don't just care about getting paid. Like if you actually care about the customer, 
you'll figure it out. But if yeah. you only care because you need to get your bills paid, it's not going to work. You know, so that's yeah. number one. And then number two is probably if you're not doing this already, put a focus on the customer's eating habits. Like I'm such, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so big on, I know that we're gyms, right. And we're personal trainers. So our, our space is in the gym, but your people don't enjoy the gym like you do, you know? Yeah. So make sure that they understand that showing up to the gym is the easy part. When they're at the gym, they're in your hands. You're the professional. But when they leave, they need to understand how important making changes to their eating habits are, because if they do, they'll get results. And when they get results, they'll stay with you, right? Yep. Because we all know that the most important thing is that the customer actually does it for long enough to get results. So we can't guarantee them anything. We can't guarantee them results. The only thing we can guarantee is if we can get them to do it for long enough, they'll eventually get where they want to go. So those are, those are two really big things. You got to care and then make sure that your, your client is focused on the right things. And if you right. do that, you'll create big, you'll create rate those raving fans that you read about, you know, in books. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I know you're, you're a big fan of never lose a customer again by Joey Coleman. You're kind of can reading that, 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 that last month is, um, do you think that's a book that, you know, a lot of fitness business owners should read at some stage in their life? Everyone should read that book. That book is, um, that book helped me out for sure. Create uh, a lot of new, um, I don't know, just new touch points that I had never even considered before. You know, if you can, it, it talks about the different phases of the customer experience and nailing each one of those phases in the best way possible. So for sure, if, if you haven't read that book, I highly in, encourage you to read it. It's an easy read. I'm not a, I don't love to read myself. I do read a decent amount, but I don't love to read this book. Once I started it, it was pretty easy to keep reading it. Cause you can just, you can just feel how much is going to help your business if you implement those tactics. Yeah. It's an amazing book. And, and do you know, does he have a course on it as well? He has, I looked on his website and I don't know that there's a, a course, but he does do coaching, but I don't know uh, that there, I, I don't imagine that would be course. like, that'd be like 50 K I reckon. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, uh, it's probably out of this world expensive. I don't know, but on his website, like you can book him as a speaker or you can hire him as a coach. I didn't see an actual course though. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a really good book in there. Oh, it's yeah, the book is. Here. The book is pretty self-explanatory, you know, to be honest. There's, there's in here the course, so there's some free modules oh, and stuff. Might be okay. interesting. I thought there was. Someone told me about it. Um, so that might be interesting. I might have a, a big of a deeper look. So the course for 375 oh. bucks. I imagine Dang, that's I might, US. I'm going to get that. Yeah, I might get it two-way. We can do it together. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, do so that. Yeah, so sample from the brand-new 100-day course. Yeah, it would be, mm -hmm. be really interesting because – I, re I really like the book. Um, I've probably read it like two to three times. I must admit, um, being like a marketer and salesperson first, it's something I have to really relentlessly focus myself on. So yep. um, is that, I admit I, that's what happened to me too. I got so into marketing that I think our the, the post sales process was off a little bit, but we've definitely, we, in the, the past year, that's what we fixed you know, to be so much better in the book, he calls it the affirmation phase. You know, you're yep. affirming to the customer that they made the right purchasing decision. And that's yep. what's important to keep it them long-term. 
And and mate, you you were, were focusing as well very heavily on your your product. Um, so I think it was like nine months ago we were chatting on improving the sessions of flow and things like that because mm-hmm. you know you can have all the touch points in the world, but if the the session quality is poor, um, then no no point with the touch points, right? So you know you've kind of don't do um, many sessions in your facility at the moment. Is that right? For myself, I do I do have a, a few because we do private and semi private personal training. I have a small handful of clients that I've had for all of them, or I've had for over two years at minimum. All the clients that I train personally have been a client for two years or longer. So and, uh, I do have a few myself. And and ha- what have you been focusing on in terms of the the session uh, session quality, which is so important in retention, and then also you know referrals growing without ads? Is there anything you've kind of implemented or you know really yep, focused sure. on on that side of things? Yeah, we have a we have a template. Um, we we do let the uh, the coaches um, they have to follow a template. We let them pick the exercise themselves, but they pick from an exercise bank, you know, of exercises. And so the session flow is always very similar. It starts with an active warm up, and then we go into a, a an opposing body part strength superset, and then we go into a a functional full body superset, and then we go into an uh, isolation style superset depending on the day. And then we finish up with some hit cardio style. So all the session flows are similar, but the exercises change regularly. The other thing during one of our touch points specifically asks the client, Hey, how are your sessions going with X trainer? We include the trainer's name. And so that's been very important because a lot of times be aware that the silent ones, your silent clients are the most dangerous if they yeah. don't say any, if you, this, what I tell our team is that if you're not getting positive feedback, this sounds kind of unfortunate and it kind of is, I don't like this necessarily, but I think it's important to understand if you're not getting positive feedback, you should assume negative. So mm-hmm. now we're, we're reaching out to that person and we're going to make sure there's nothing negative going on. And so what I've noticed is by including the trainer's name, they don't feel so bad if they have to bring something up that they're disliking about the session. Yeah. And um, yeah. is is that automated or is that one of the customized no. parts? No, that's, that's a customized. that's a customized one. Yeah, that's a customized and one. Is it the trainer sending it or the VA or no, yourself? How do you it's, do that? It's, it's me or a one, our manager. Okay. My, it's either myself or our manager that sends that message. Yeah. And yeah. then also and- at one month... Whoever, uh, either myself or our manager, does a uh, one-month progress assessment with yep. the with the client, and then okay. we give them the opportunity to, you know, speak about any issues or anything that they have. And we do that four weeks in. So, yeah. So you mentioned like so previously, <laughs> you're like me. My cats always jump in on my thing. Yeah, I have I to know. lock my door. So, so they do weekly check-ins in their first four weeks. Is that just like a form or how does that work? And then they do four and you mentioned eight weeks as well. Yeah, we, uh, on the, the one and two week, we actually make them, uh, schedule an appointment before or after one of their sessions. Wow. So that's an, that's an in-person. And then they also get a, uh, on the two week is also when the message goes out asking about the trainer, right? And then at four week, it's actually a workout check-in. So they get a free one-on-one workout at a free private session four weeks in. And then the eight weeks is another text message. And and mate, this thing seems like a work of art. So firstly, congratulations. But 
for, for you to figure this out, did you have to do it manually for a while? Like, you know, did you test oh, different yeah. stuff? Where did, where, where did it get to where it's at? Because it's one of the most impressive onboarding systems I've ever seen. And I'm sure you probably think it's a piece of crap and you want to like make it so much uh, it, better. It definitely needs to be way better. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, but for sure, it has evolved quite a bit. I remember like the other day, I don't know what I was doing, but I was making a note in my phone and I saw this section in my cell phone that had the first ever, like for the first probably two years of us being open until we got to like that 60 or 70 client mark. I I had a message in my notes on my phone that I copied and pasted that said, Hey, and I would put their name in. Um, this is, this is Philip. Uh, yep. This is my personal cell phone. Just wanted to make sure you have it. And so don't hesitate to call or text me anytime you need anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, that's where it all started from a notes from a copy and paste note in my cell, in my personal cell phone. That way they had my cell phone number yeah. if they could call. Now we don't do that anymore. Um, but that's kind of where it all started. And then, it, then it evolved to uh, making sure I was meeting with people like every two weeks. And yeah. then maybe about, I don't know, it's probably been about eight months ago. Maybe we started using the click up thing. Right. Yeah. So that kind of evolved. And then I feel like, I'm updating that ClickUp template, that new client onboarding template. Dude, it probably gets updated once a week, <laughs> like for the past. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's always something. And now it's really yeah. done where it's just the minor, tiny little things like the verbiage. We're making sure that the verbiage we use is similar and, and is across is the same across the board and little things like that. But what I'm realizing more and more is that all these little things matter because once again, the customers that don't speak up are also the most dangerous. So you, ha every time you don't do something perfect for your customer, like in baseball, it's three strikes and you're out, right? In our business, it's probably like somewhere between five and 10. But I'm talking little things like you're one minute late for a session, strike. You don't check in on them, strike. You tell them to do something and next week, they do it, but you never follow up with them. Strike three. Like it's yeah. the smallest things. The dumbbells are out of order. Strike four. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just it's one thing after another. And these people, dude, they don't love working out. That's what I, I think that's a really important thing to understand. And that fitness professionals struggle with is because you love to work out so much and it's helped you so much, you think that it's easy for other people to feel the same way. And it's just not the case. They're yeah. looking for reasons to cancel. Trust me. They're yeah. when people show up for their consultations, they're looking for reasons to say no. Right. Yeah. Mate, I must admit, because I was always I was a fat kid, um, a little bit like your yourself now, a bit fitter. You can you can say that jokingly, but um, I'm not one that absolutely loves exercise still to this day. I do it because I oh, have okay. to, um, yeah. but I'm not like super frothing on it. So like, I totally get it right. Where you got to kind of, you know, where you enjoy the gym, but I'd prefer to be sitting on the couch watching law and order. You know what I mean? So, um, mate, I totally get it. And I, I love how you built out your onboarding system, both manually and then customized, but mate, you said something a while back. Now you're very, you seem very active, very engaged in your business and you still have a manager. Um, in them. So, so what does your, your kind of manager do to make your life easier whilst you're, you're still involved in improving this, the, the systems? 
Um, and then probably leading into that after, like what 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 is your role? What do you kind of do on a on a week to week week basis with your manager? Yeah, the she does a lot of the onboardings, right? Yeah. So all of all of our clients get one on one private sessions for um, a full hour of onboarding, and yep. we've been doing two of those. We're probably going to go ahead and go to three. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you give away so much stuff for free. And I'm like, well, yeah, because they it makes them stay, like get some results, right? So it, it you have to sacrifice if you want to win, right? So she does a lot of that. She does a lot of the retention things. She uh, double checks our VA to make sure that all the touch points are being done correctly, confirming the the pauses, right? Like if people have been on vacation for a week, we have auto, we have. Uh, click up tasks that remind us to, hey, this person's coming back from vacation next week. Let's confirm they're still going to make it, stuff like that. And then also, uh, we send out a monthly um, progress check-in thing. So at the end of every month, they get uh, we get to send out a, a text message with a form, kind of like in the inner circle, the weekly form. Well, in the gym, we do it monthly, right? So every month they get a form, and at the end of the form, it says. Would you like to schedule a, a one-on-one strategy session? And so she'll take the strategy sessions, and those can be any strategy sessions can be anything from uh, I'm not losing weight, I'm not getting stronger, I'm not feeling good, or there's something wrong with the the program, like whatever you know. Strategy yeah. sessions can be whatever the client wants it to be. So she's doing a lot of stuff like that, and just making sure that if a trainer is sick, somebody's there to fill in. Right? No clients never go without. That's our, that's our, one of our main roles is that the the client never misses out. We don't allow the clients to feel pain of any kind. And like, that's a big rule of ours. So we're just, she's making sure that that doesn't happen. Mate, it's absolutely, absolutely incredible. And when you, did you struggle the same with me when we first hired managers, like releasing control of certain things made me feel very anxious, very stressed. Did did you have those same issues when you're bringing on team for the first couple, first couple of weeks and things like that? Because she does something that is so important to you in terms of your values. Um, how, how did you kind of feel about delegating that out after you've done it for so long? Uh, this might not be the answer you're looking for, but I still double check everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't help it. You know, you just, and I still, I catch errors, you know, probably... Yep. Man, I'd say like maybe like once a week or so, you know, you'll catch something and, you know, you just go have a conversation. Hey, you know, and actually you helped me with this a couple months ago. You might not remember, but I was struggling with getting them to make our team, our manager, our VA and our team to do certain things correctly when there was a unique situation. And so what I started doing, and like I said, you helped me with this was instead of telling people how to fix it. I started asking them, hey, what do you think we should do instead of how we did it? Yeah. And by doing that now, they start to learn how to make unique decisions. Because the hardest part that I've noticed with hiring people is they're not, as all, they're not always as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they're not as much of a critical thinker yeah. as you are. So you have to teach them how to critically think. And, uh, but still to this day, I, I still double check, I double check most things, to be honest. I just can't help it. You know, you want to make sure it's perfect for your customer. Well, mate, it's why your, your business runs so well. Cause whatever a lot of business owners do is they'll hire a staff member to do a task, 
but then they don't realize that everyone has a, a manager higher than them. So if you hire a manager in your club, you then become a manager above them, whatever you want to call yourself, it doesn't matter. But then you've got to check that that manager's doing that role because just like oh. our clients with their nutrition, that everyone needs accountability. They need a pat on the back. Sometimes, as you say, they need to kick up the butt. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you can't ever release that accountability at, at any level. It's why big corporations have staff and line managers and, you know, um, directors of certain parts of the company. Um, you just can't ever, ever miss that, that checking. And that's where things go dramatically wrong if there's no accountability for everyone in the business, which, you know, is why sometimes the owners need a coach above them um, who then keeps the owners accountable somewhat. It's why a lot of people do like having a business coach if you're doing it alone. Yeah, that's a great point. It, it for sure. There's always something. The other thing that I've noticed is even if you try to release control or, or you do release some control, you're still going to find something else that can be improved. And then you're going to go improve it. And then you're going to teach <laughs> your manager. And then you got to make sure again. And uh, that's us anyways. It, it's constantly something that we're changing. And now, because you thought of it, you're running it through your head, how you think it should happen. And now when someone else does it, if you're it's not going to get done the same way. So yeah, there's definitely still always some hands-on approach in my opinion. Mate, I love it. Mate, thank you so much um, for coming on to today's episode. I really, really um, appreciate you taking the time. Um, I know how busy you are and um, for sharing some absolutely incredible um, lessons with the audience. Thank you so much. Sure, man. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the description below, there's a link where you can join our free Facebook group where we produce longer form content and give away valuable resources to help your fitness business grow. There's also six of our best downloaded resources. So go below and check it out now. And guys, we make these episodes for free, free for you. Make sure that you've taken notes and you're ready to take action. And if it added value to your life, to your business, please share it with someone else in the fitness community.